Loki. And I'm Caddy, and this is Books, Cats, and Snacks After Dark. Oh, After Dark? After Dark. Wow. <laughs> I like that. It's like 9 o'clock. After Dark, everybody. I feel like we should play a different music. Like a, like Phantom of the Opera? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> really? You went to Phantom of dun, the dun, Opera? Dun. Yeah, I'm already in my gondola, girl. You went there. <laughs> I'm already in the catacombs of Paris. <laughs> I... Thought you may be more like Kaya on her boat Don't since you're using start. an oar. Okay, now I'm in a kayak in North Carolina. You Cue know. Taylor Swift song. Yes. <laughs> anyway, welcome you guys to our discussion of Caddy's Pick, our book of the month uh-huh. for September, which is Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. And what a freaking read! Yeah, Caddy. it was. It you was, guys, it was pretty good, this guys. book. Well, this book was so unexpected in mm-hmm. so many ways, mm-hmm. and I have one word for it, unsettling. <laughs> that yeah. was going to be my theme for this unsettling. book. Unsettling. It's a nice step away from like the thriller situation that we've been doing, kind of like the sad thriller. <laughs> sad or <laughs> We thrillers. do go that route a lot. This one's it's sad, but it's sad in like a different yeah. direction. Because it's more about like culture and humanity, mm-hmm. like that kind of sad yeah. instead of like murder and loss and mm-hmm. but yeah we have a few things to go over before we get to our cat story and before we get to such a fun age first i'm not sure if you guys were aware but my mother had passed away in may of this year and it's been a really difficult ride but it's been okay i guess and having this podcast and reading these books have really really helped me but today is her birthday so i wanted to Tell her happy birthday. And Caddy knew her just as well. We've mm-hmm. known each other for a long time, me and Caddy. Mm-hmm. So she's definitely known my mom for more than 10 years. Oh, yeah. More than 15 years, actually. Yeah. Yep. But I want to say happy birthday again. Eat some chocolate cake for her, y'all. That was her favorite thing right. in the world. She loved sweets she so much. Chocolate cake and popcorn. So popcorn. either one of Popcorn. Oh, oh, my, my gosh. <laughs> oh, funny story. So for Christmas a couple years ago, I got her one of those big old tubs of popcorn. Yeah, like you know, a little the, tin, the like tin. Christmas tin. It has like, like golden retrievers on it and stuff. And she was really excited to get She's like, oh, what is this? And so she opens it up and it's like five, six different bags of popcorn. And she's like, oh, thank you. And she loved it, right? I talked to Oki like a day and a half later. That that tin was gone. It was y'all. gone. She cleaned it out. And she didn't share. No, she didn't. She did not. No, she did not. <laughs> no, that's two things she never shared was <laughs> sweets, and, sweets popcorn. and popcorn. No, that was off limits. So get your chocolate cake, get your popcorn and toast my lamb. That wonderful, wonderful lady. By the time you guys listen to this, because we record on obviously a different day, but mm-hmm. still happy birthday to my mom. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then let's go ahead and jump to our cat story. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this cat story is Oreo centric. Yay. Punk ass. <laughs> no, so Oreo has found a new hiding spot that I was unaware of. Oh. So, yeah. So the other day I was, she needed to do her monthly bath. By bath, guys, calm down. It's just like some little foam that I like scrub her in. I wipe her down and try is to that, clip her nails. Is that like normal? Is that I, what people do in general? I, like not, once a month? Not everybody. To the cats? Not everybody, but I like to do it with Oreo to keep her fresh. <laughs> you know, her litter box. Her hair is a little bit longer, so I try to keep her fresh. And it's, it is also to like clip her nails. Because then uh. they turn, if I don't, they turn into murder mittens. <laughs> like straight up, like Freddy Krueger, like shing, like Wolverine. Sounds about right. So I try to get her, especially with Oreo. I couldn't find her for the life of me. I know how to pry her out. So I try to do the treats. I like shaking the treats. No Oreo. I'm like, where the hell is she? I'm looking at all her, her usual spots. She's not coming out. And usually she comes out. There's no issues with that. Well, you're doing treats. I've been doing this forever. So, so yeah. she doesn't she doesn't pick up on it. Bless her heart. So, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Oreo treats. And I'm trying to get it to her. I even hit the automatic feeder that we have for her. <laughs> it's, voice, it's voice activated. I mean, it's um, voice recorded. So every time it's up for a feeding, it's like Oreo Papa. And it does it. So I try to, and she'll run to the feeder. Oh. It's great. I hit that a couple of times. Nothing. Wow. So I'm like. Oh my God, oh no. where the hell is she? I looked in the closet, under the bed, in the office. I'm like, Mom, have you seen her? Mom was like, I don't know where she is. You know, her life. I went to go check outside, like in the patio. I'm like, did I accidentally open the patio door? I'm like, All where right. the hell is this like, cat? Did you forget? Like, you let her out? Did I let her out? Like, I don't know. And so I'm freaking out at this point. I'm like, Oreo doesn't go outside. Like, never. Creos loves to go outside. She loves the outdoors. Oreo, is a, she's like, mm I'm an indoor cat. I don't do that. <laughs> I'm going to go let, sunbathe in the office. Thank you. And my mom is like, oh, I know where she could be. And I'm like, really? You see, I've been running around this house for a good, like, 10 minutes. And you're going to tell me now, lady? All right. So she's like, I think she's behind my, my TV, like, behind the TV in her, my mom's bedroom. 
because her TV set up to a corner and there's like this little baby tiny uh, space yeah. back there. And I'm like, you she little fucking would. So I check back there and there she is. And she's not only laying down y'all in this tiny space. Cause you know, cats are a liquid. She is like on her back, paws in feet down, just like <laughs> just out, just sleep. And I mind you, I've been making noise this whole time, like trying to get her out, but she is like passed out asleep back there. And I was like, oh, hell no. You better get up. It's time. It's bathing time. And she like opens one eye, looks at me, and then rolls over and then pretends like she's still asleep. I was like, no, ma'am. So I'm like trying to get her out with my foot. I'm like, come on. But she eventually got out because I bothered her, apparently. But she ended up having her scrub. She got her nails clipped. She hated me for a couple hours. But once it was done, she kind of stood by her food bowl like, come on, woman, bring me the treats. This is what we do. This is our thing. And I'm like, sucker. So I was like, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker. I'm a huge sucker for her. But yeah, so now she has a new hiding space. And I, I literally can't get in there. Like, I can't go under it. I can't really go over it unless I take the TV off the TV oh stand. Oh, my gosh. So she found, like, the perfect hiding spot. Hiding spot. Yeah. So now I think she's going to build a tank in there. There's going to be some missiles that go off in there. I don't she's know what's going to conduct business, man. There's, there's a business meeting in there. It's going to mm-hmm. be like, what is there's it? Zoom calls. There's Zoom calls. It's like Narnia back there. I don't know yeah. what's, what's going on back there. Yeah, guys, she found a new a new hiding spot that I seriously can't get into. I don't even know how she gets in there. <laughs> but she's there, so. She likes slid down the back of the tv probably <laughs> like it was like a scene from mission impossible like she's on the ceiling and i would not be surprised i would not be like suction cup <laughs> so yeah guys i had trying to fish her out i thought i lost my cat for like a good 10 minutes and then my mom just comes out of nowhere oh i know where she could be i'm like really <laughs> even though you asked her even though i asked her she sees me rust like like i'm kind of zooming through the house looking for her calling her and my mom is like oh yeah by the way i think she's over there like with no care in the world i was like look old lady I swear. So I'm mad at my mom and Oreo. Done. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. And we also checked their ages. This past week, we were doing it for funsies, like human to cat ages. And Creos is about like 26, 27. Because she's coming up on her third birthday, the Cree Cree. And Oreo's like 61. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Creos is like me and Chris. <laughs> Oreo's my mama. <laughs> lady, so it so. is true. Oreo is Mariah Carey. And, and Creos is, is Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. <laughs> yes, very much. Very Just much. Imagine it that way, you guys. Yes, they're both divas, y'all. Very much. <laughs> okay. So. so we're going to go ahead and get on with our discussion this month for Caddy's Pick, Such mm-hmm. a Fun Age. I'm going to talk a little bit about the author real quick, mm-hmm. Kylie Reed. Mm-hmm. She's American. She's a novelist. Such a Fun Age was her debut novel. It was published December 31st, 2019. Mm-hmm. So that what a day. So I know, right? Publish a book, man. So the book is set in Philadelphia, and that's where she lives too. And she's also a recent graduate of the Iowa Writers Workshop, where she was a recipient of the Truman Capote Fellowship. Damn. And especially when we just read a Truman Capote <laughs> book. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive oh, there. Yeah. She had a book published last year also called Simplexity. Mm-hmm. It was published February 25th, 2021. But we are not talking about that one. We are talking about Such a Fun Age. Mm-hmm. When this book came out, it was quite popular. I remember people were raving about it. And I could I could see why once we read it. Mm-hmm. So it, It's a definitely a, a conversation. Star- like yeah. It's definitely a book that you can talk about in com- like in conversations. Like It's right. questions that are... I'm just not beaming about, oh, this happened and that happened. It's, it's kinda, more like, this happened, what do you think? It brings up certain things, certain themes that right. you do want to get people's opinion on because you're like, you know, right. what would I do in that situation? What would you do? I don't know. I liked it because I went, I was in the store and I love the cover because I'm a sucker for covers. I just thought it was really pretty how it stood out and I like kind of read about it. I was like, ooh, this is interesting. So that's how Caddy finds her books, y'all. I just find like random things. That's how that's how you found Next Year in Havana. Yep. Also. And that's how I found Together We Will Go. Oh yeah. I was it had a kitty on the cover and I was like, oh my God, what is this one? And then <laughs> Okay, so let's read the synopsis. Sure. So Alix so Chamberlain is a woman who gets what she wants and has made and has made a living with her confidence driven brand, showing other women how to do the same. So she is shocked when her babysitter, Amira Tucker, is confronted while watching the Chamberlain's toddler one night, walking the aisles of their local high-end supermarket. The store security guard, seeing a young black woman outlay with a white child, accuses Amira of kidnapping two-year-old Briar. A small crowd gathers, a bystander films everything, and Amira is furious and humiliated. 
Alix resolves to make things right. So it sounds very Alix centric, Alix centered. The synopsis, but Amira is the main character here. She's right. the main character. She's the main force. This is what where you get your feelings, your voice, all that good stuff. So with every book that we do, I do like to give spoilers. You know, spoiler alert, content warning. So this book does deal a lot with race. Yeah. So you know, if you're sensitive towards that towards that particular subject, maybe this isn't the right book of the month for you. Um, but it's pretty important. It's pretty important, though. It's done very well, I right? Think, for sure. Themes of drinking. There's themes of sex. There is sex in this book. Not- yeah, I did not know that. <laughs> that was a surprise. Themes of sex. Strong language. There's a bit of strong language in this. Um, so, spoiler alerts, because we will be going through this with a fine tooth comb. So, if you have not read it and you really want to read it, I would suggest maybe skipping over, read it first, and then listen to us because we will be going over a lot of the whole book, pretty much. We're not leaving anything out because you literally need every aspect in order to get through it and give you the full clear picture of what's going on the book starts off with amira tucker miss amira tucker is 25 i think she just graduated college she's trying to get her career job i always call it your career job you want to get your job you want to get that 401k you want to get benefits all right you're trying to learn what they're all what, what all that is about you know like in the book it does talk about how once she hits her birthday she's uh-huh. no longer on her mom's insurance yes i felt i knew that yeah <laughs> it sucked yeah, like when I turned 26, I believe I was off my mom's insurance and it was so bad because I always need like, my glasses are so expensive. So I was like, damn, I got to pay for my own glasses now. <laughs> so I get that. It's that 25 year old, that age where your world kind of does turn around. Like you become, I think you become officially an adult around that time. I've talked about that before, mm-hmm. actually, in a different episode. I mm-hmm. said when people freak out about turning 30, I didn't think that made sense like I didn't freak out but when I was turning 26 when I turned 26 that's when it hit me I was like oh my god should my furniture be from Ikea anymore like it's still okay but what is this salary job I knew what it was but Mm -hmm. I knew I needed to get a salary job job. yep (laughs) so that's where Amir is at at this point so the girls are at their friend Shawnee's house another friend there's a four four member girl group here and Amira suddenly gets a phone call in the middle of pre-gaming, in the middle of guys showing up. She gets a phone call from her boss, Alix. Alix is your typical rich white woman, kind of new age, hipster, Whole Foods type. You know what, guys? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's what I'm getting at here because that's going to play in just in just a second, mm-hmm. actually. The, type. the Lululemon. Yes, the Lululemon. Where? She gets a call. She's like, hey, can you please, Amira, can you please come over to, I need Briar out of the house. Briar's her two-year-old who Amira babysits. Right. And so Amira's like, uh, I'm with my friends. And she's like, I'll pay you drinking. double. She's like, I'll pay you double. Amira's like, yeah. I've been drinking. She's like, I'll, I'll pay for your cab. And Amira's like, I'm not dressed to be somebody's babysitter right now. No, and she's I, like, that's fine. I don't care. Can you please just come get Briar and please take her to Market Depot for a little bit while we clear up, with this clear up what's going on at the yeah. crisis at the house. So Amira's like, double my salary for the next four hours. Uh, yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> so she's going to get out. So she's like, I'm out, guys. Sorry. Love you, Shawnee. I'm out. So she leaves and her friend Zara goes with her. Right. So Zara's like, you're not going anywhere by yourself. I'm going with you. So she's like, fine. It's cool. Mind you, it's about, I think it's like, what, 10, mm-hmm. 10 o'clock at night. So Amira meets, at, meets goes to the Chamberlain's house. Elise says, okay, thank you for coming. Here's Briar. Take, please take her to the store. They take her to the Market Depot. And Market Depot is a high-end grocery store, of course. This is where everything is... Like your Whole Foods type. Mm-hmm. That fresh type of market. Fresh market. It's really cute. I, lo- I loved them in the grocery store because they're talking about how things are like $8. She's like, $8 for some yogurt? <laughs> yogurt covered pretzels? You gotta be kidding me. Because I think in the same, I was like, $8 like in my own head. So the girls take Briar and they're having a really good time in the grocery store. They're having fun. Whitney Houston's playing like on the, inter- like on the intercom and the girls are kind of dancing with Briar and she's... Loving it. Everyone's loving it. And there's some customers that are seeing them, you know, dancing and having a good time. There's a gentleman that catches Amira's eye who's watching them. Her and Zara start talking like, oh, he's cute, you know, and he kind of walks away. And then there's another kind of middle-aged woman that sees them with the with the little girl. At first, she, she acts like it's okay. She's just grabbing some ice cream out of the freezer. She goes about her business. So Amira's there with Briar. Zara's like, hey, I have to go. I'm going to go home. She's like, great. Thank you for coming. So Zara leaves. Now, Amir is walking with Briar through the store because Briar has to go see the nuts. Like She has a thing about going to the store. Right. She wants to look at every nut 
That's just her thing when she's two. Amira gets stopped by the security guard and the same woman that saw her in the aisles. And she gets stopped because they believe that she kidnapped this little white child. Of course, it's beyond ridiculous. Just the way they confronted her, just like they didn't give her time to say anything okay. not that to explain it it's just nothing they very just immediately assertive, very aggressive. assertive very aggressive towards her it just keeps saying just like ugh. like she was booty dancing i just remember it. she was booty dancing like i can i can picture this in my head like i can picture this woman right now saying she's booty dancing i'm like okay. oh god i never wanted to punch somebody so bad in my life in this <laughs> reading this because i'm just like because sadly when you read this you you get upset it it you get mad because you can picture this happening. This is something that happens. This is something that, you know, most likely will happen again because you know that these things happen and that's what makes it so irritating and and angry because it's not a one-off thing. It's not like this, you know what I mean? This is a a regular occurrence. Another one of the grocery store customers sees what's going on and he, he records it. That's that guy. Yeah. That's the guy that they saw. He was cute. He's recording everything. So of course, Amir is like, let me call the, Briar's dad, you know, she calls Peter. He comes down, fixes the situation. She's free to go kind of thing. So Amira is over it. She's done. She's like, I'm out of, I'm, I'm through with this shit. I'm out. Right. So she walks out of the store. This, the gentleman that was recording everything that was going on comes up to her and is like, Hey, I recorded this. You really need to post this. You need, you need, you can sue the hell out of this store for what just happened to you kind of a thing. And she's like, no, man, I don't want any, I don't want any publicity. I don't want any of that. It's just, let me she just. She felt shitty about she it. She did feel shitty. But she, she felt humiliated. Also, yeah, but she also, to me, in the book, it felt like she was like, I just want this behind me. Yeah. Like, like I'm, of course, I, I'm angry. I just about need to it, get but, out of the situation. I don't want to. Right. Yeah. I don't want to further anything. I just want to go. Kind but, of he, but then he offered, look, I've just, I'm just going to email you. I'm going to send you the video because it is for you Mm -hmm. and do whatever you want with it and she was kind of hesitant she She was was hesitant she didn't want anything to do with it and she was like if you send it to me then you delete it off your phone right so So, there's that there's that oh his name is kelly copeland she does find out his name is kelly because she's like who's this kelly lady like when she first sees his name in the email address and he's like that's me (laughs) and she's like oh (laughs) but so this scene that caddy just described which is the beginning of the book Mm -hmm. this is what catapults the rest of the book pretty much and honestly, before I get more into it, I just want to say that this book did not go in the direction I thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't know what kind of fiction this book was. I didn't, I didn't know like the direction it was going to go. For some reason, I thought it might be a thriller. I have no idea. I know because that's my normal. I'm rolling Can't my you- eyes because she always wants everything to be a thriller, y'all. <laughs> everything. But. From the synopsis that you read, I truly thought that Amira's boss, Alix, which is such an obnoxious name, um, (laughs) mainly because you guys will find out her name was Alex. Alex Murphy. And she changed it to Alix, but all right, whatever. Yeah, we both are rolling our eyes. I Um, I rolled my eyes when I first, I was like, who's who's Alex? Alex? (laughs) Like, who the hell? thought I was like, is she French or something? No, she's from Allentown? Girl, please. I truly thought it was going to be like a women empowerment, which I kind of became one. It is. Like slowly. Mm -hmm. It was a slow build to that. It was a woman's empowerment for someone else's point of view. Right. But I thought it was going to be from a leaks, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh my God, this happened with Amira. I'm going to make sure that people know that this happened and we're going to be behind her. I just didn't realize it was for the wrong reasons and Mm -hmm. the way she approached Amira about this. Mm -hmm. So I say we talk about Alix, the most hated character, mm. I think, in this book. Mm. But that's the way it's supposed to be. She wrote it to where I, I don't, I hate her. So, right. which is so fair. So she wrote it correctly. did well on that. She did well because I couldn't stand this bitch. Couldn't stand her. Like from like, just reading her name, it was Alix. I was already rolling. I was like, I already don't like her. Oh, and I thought it was because we and you talked about this. She called Amira over was because their house got egged. Right. And they called the police because her house got egged, her and her husband, Peter. I remember you saying, and they like, have a baby. They have a baby, Catherine, who's like five months mm-hmm. or so. Five and or six months, yeah. Briar's like two years old. Right. And I remember you telling me, you were like, it's just eggs. Yeah. It's not like they threw a brick in this man's win- in this people's window. Right. And like, she's two. Just kind of take her upstairs and chill with her for a little bit. Yeah, like, I, didn't, I didn't understand why she called Amira 
to come get Briar. Yeah, and, I didn't like, I, Then it wouldn't make a book. Yes, I get that. Yeah. But realistically, okay, your house got egged. We we know why. The kids are sleeping. Mm-hmm. The husband goes down to go check it out. Why don't you just stay with the kid? Like the kids yeah, why were not woken just, up. They weren't. <laughs> why did, you woke up Briar. You woke up the kids for no reason. Called your babysitter who told you that she has been drinking, that she is with her friends. She is not dressed to watch a child. You're like, you know what? I'll just pay you double. I already don't yeah. like her. And that's not a hit on Amira. Amira was doing her own thing. And on top of that, like even. OK, so fine. Even if you call the cops to report this crime. <laughs> Vandalism, these okay, heathens. Okay, so <laughs> you're, both mom and dad are at home. There right. are two kids. So one parent can watch the two kids who are sleeping Yes, while the other parent talks to the cops. Okay. It, it's, it's already like... I was already huh? like, y'all call the cops for some eggs? And I'm like, <laughs> number one, you don't need to call the cops. Number two, it's not like y'all going to clean it up anyways. You know they got a housekeeper and you know that housekeeper's going to have to deal with them eggs in the morning. I'm telling so you, this book has gotten us in some sort I of way. Riled up. <laughs> you tell us about who she is. Okay, Alix is a... Like, she's a writer. She's an aspiring writer. She's going to write a book. And her book is all about being assertive, being an independent woman. And her main thing was hashtag let her speak. Like, all it's right. all about women being opinionated, getting what you want, being independent, independent ambitious, yeah, being right. taking initiative. She's all about that. And in the way she does it, she, she tells you about all these things, but she does it in the old-fashioned way. That's the whole character of it. So what she does is she writes letters. And she writes these really flowery letters to these companies. And these companies give her like free stuff. She has a few people that work for her. And, you know, they're the ones that go out and give seminars and all about empowering you as a woman that you're supposed to, you know, her message is there, like empowering you as a woman. She just doesn't follow her credo. It's for her. It's about money. One thing I didn't like about her was that she didn't realize well, they never really do, honestly, how terrible a person she really is, because They're just so, it's that group of, you just live in your own bubble and you don't understand anything that's not in that bubble. Like you don't understand how other people live. You don't understand how other things work and you don't understand about the day to day and how people are different from you. And people are different from you because that's just how they are. That's just how things go. She finds it to herself almost like it's a personal insult to her that people are doing this. You know, she's the savior. She's the white savior of this whole situation. So that's the whole point. She's the white savior of Amira. So she's going to save Amira from this whole situation. But that's how she she views Amira. Yeah. She doesn't view Amira as like college graduate who's Mm -hmm. trying to figure out Mm -hmm. what she wants to do career-wise, where she wants to go. Mm -hmm. You know, she views Amira as like, I'm doing you a favor Mm -hmm. by hiring you as my nanny. And then with that, you are now exposed to what Culture. I'm, what I'm talking about as far as you know. Hashtag let her speak. Yep. Um, her yeah. book and all that stuff. It's it's really maddening. It's really condescending. Yeah. Yeah, really maddening to mm-hmm. read this. And I think the author does such a good job Gosh, to really yeah. stir up all of this in us. There's certain things that happen in this book that I'm just like really questionable. Like, is she sane? She's like, like that ultimate she... Karen. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. When it comes to But these she doesn't want to come off as the Karen. Yeah. But she's the Karen. Like, <laughs> she truly is. Like, you know, they're all new age. They do it in a different way. Right. It's the one of like, I'm not complaining. But I'm but, complaining. But this could have been done better. And I feel if you would have let me or let one of us help you, it could have been what it could have been. But since it I wasn't included, then it's not. But I'm not complaining. That's just my opinion. That's her. And I just want to slap you. And I just want to slap the <laughs> shit out of her. So then we get to Amira a little bit, mm-hmm. where she's riding the subway. Mm-hmm. And Kelly, quote unquote, runs into her, mm-hmm. which... I don't know if that was a coincidence. I don't think so either. Kelly. And he flirts with her. Mm-hmm. So he asks her on a date. Mm-hmm. And she was just kind of flirting with him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she told him that they, we have plans. My, her girlfriends and her have plans. They're going to go out clubbing or whatnot to mm-hmm. a bar. And if he wants to hit her up, then come on by. Mm-hmm. And he did. He she did was go. surprised. And he brought some friends with him. Who were all black. Yeah. That was it. Because Kelly's white. Kelly's white, dude. Yes. 
I just love the conversation between her and Zara. Like, I can imagine them, like, dancing. And then she's like, why does he have all black friends? <laughs> you know? Because like, Zara's my favorite character. I love Zara. Because she just, she wasn't scared to, like, tell her. Like, that's your best friend. That's right. your, that's your, that's the one that tells you, like, how it is, even though it's going to hurt your feelings. That's right. Zara for me. And Zara's just like, why is it that you gave me shit for dating a white boy and, and here you're going to show up Kelly. with Kelly? Right. And she's like, shut up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I just love their interaction because it was always it's so playful. And but yet, like, it's so playful and funny. But it's a very it's a serious conversation they're having. You, you know? know, there's a parallel universe when it came to the writing of this as far as female friendship, mm-hmm. because you see Amira and her friends, mm-hmm. right? Her group of girls yeah. and how they talk, how they treat each other. Mm-hmm. You can feel the connection yes. really well. Oh, my God. Yes. But then you they flip. love each other so much. Yeah. yeah. And like and she went into detail about all their backgrounds, like who they are what they do and just they're friends like you can feel it like yeah. okay so you can feel that they're Absolutely. friends they may have known each other for six months or 16 years i would have never known because that's how close they are and cool. right but then the parallel that i was talking about is then at one point you meet Alix and her friends yes who are all from new york that came to finally came to visit her because she okay. made it a big deal that she moved from new york to philadelphia and how much mm-hmm. she wanted so and- apparently to Alix, new york is the richest best everybody else poor and like charles dickens orphans that if you don't live in new york in her opinion that's how she's so obnoxious about having to move down to philadelphia and they live in like a three-story like beautiful home in an exclusive neighborhood i'm like oh i feel so bad for you because that's not new york ah you know (laughs) so then their dynamics of their friendship even Mm -hmm. though you can kind of see how they get along Mm -hmm. and those are her friends there's still not a lot of great connection. Mm-mm. Like they're like, they're like, oh, I'm supportive of each other. What's going on with your life? What's going on with so and so's life? But it still felt like they're trying to one up each other yes, a little bit. It's definitely one up mentioned. You know, because like one of them told Elise that she was like she was gaining too much weight. It can come off as I'm being supportive and being nice to you, but it didn't. It did it not didn't come off that way. that way. No. Whether I can see said, how it can, but it truly didn't come up. Yeah, like you can see how rich Amira's life is and how sad Alix's life is. Right. Like that's what you see in this book. Okay, so then we read further along and Amira and Kelly hooked up. Yeah, they start dating. And this is a sex scene mm-hmm. and I was surprised. I was like, I didn't expect to read that. That was mm-hmm. interesting. I did not know that. She's like, she's like, I'm just going to let this happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep. So then the other drops a little crumb. Because right now we're talking about Kelly and Amira hooking up. Mm-hmm. The author dropped a little crumb that there's a connection between Kelly mm-hmm. and Alix, who is Alex Murphy. Who was Alex Murphy, I won't And the minute I read that, I was like, oh, is this going to be a thriller at this point now? Because I was still confused what kind of book this was going to be. Stop rolling your eyes, Caddy. <laughs> they may not come back as hard as I'm rolling them right now, y'all. <laughs> I was really excited that there was a twist right there. Like, ooh. Because... Mm-hmm. You know, Kelly, at the beginning, during the whole grocery store scene, he was like a bystander. Mm-hmm. But then he actually, there's a connection there. And I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we start reading about the ridiculousness about Alik's <laughs> obsession with Amira. Yes. It's really weird, y'all. Like, she starts, like, reading her text. Reading her text. She tries to, like, buy her with wine to, like, tell her about her life. It yeah, seems like... I- like she's never met somebody that was black and now she's just fascinated by everything that Mira does. You know what I mean? That's what it felt like. That's she's like, Oh, and she wants to be friends. And I think a part of her is lonely too. Cause she doesn't really have friends there. Not that I know of all her friends are still in New York. I don't know. I, I think it was a sense of loneliness. Yeah. Too. I didn't get that. I read it more like she wanted to feel important herself. And I can, I get how that's kind of like a result of loneliness. Mm hmm. But it was more like her telling herself, like, oh, I can do good out there. I need to do charity work. I need to fulfill my life in some way. And Amira is like a project for me now. Mm. Uh, That whole thing again of I'm doing you a favor. White savior. Right. And part of her wanting to be friends with Amira is inviting Amira to her Thanksgiving dinner that she was having with her girlfriends that Mm -hmm. were coming down from New York. Because she knew that Amira is dating someone. Mm-hmm. 
I think she asked Amira a couple, like kind of made a little comment. Because she like, she tried to ply her with wine. She tried to like, yeah. she she was like, hey, try this wine with me. I got it for free from some company. And she's like, sure. Amira's like, all right, cool. I'll try it. Tries this wine and they kind of talk about it. Like, are you seeing, she's like, so are you seeing someone? Like she tries to get into her business. She knows she's seeing someone because she freaking read her text messages. Amira didn't tell like who, where right. kind of thing, kind of left to lose. Like, like you you're know, my just, boss. Yeah. I watch your little child. Yeah. Like, like I don't, that's enough. You don't need to stay that way. way. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it professional. And Amira kind of gives her a little, little bit, like a little bit, like, yeah, I am dating someone. It's nothing serious. We'll just see kind of how it goes. And she's just like, fascinating. And so they, and then Amira, so she gives Amira that bottle of wine, like, here, you can have it. And Amira's like, uh, sure, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Okay, cool. She's like, yeah, just take it. I get them all the time. Okay. Bottle of wine. I'll take it. Looks nice. It's good. It was really good wine. So she takes it and she takes it over to Kelly's and they drink it together. And Kelly looks up the price of said wine. (laughs) Right. And it turns out it's $58. And they were so, like, Amira was like, damn, it's $58. And Kelly's like, damn, $58. What? This must be made out of gold. Like, he made it such a big deal about it. Which I didn't understand. I didn't understand it either. I didn't get it. I thought that was fake. Because, he was trying to play to her. Yeah, because Kelly, we know that he has a nice job. Mm-hmm. He has his own place. He's older, too. She's 25 and he's 32. Yeah, because remember, we find out that Kelly mm-hmm. and Alix, who's Alex, mm-hmm. that they dated. Yeah. We find that out, which is weird. At one point, they dated in high school. Mm-hmm. So you kind of see the age difference yeah. there. You yeah. Know? He talks about it. He's like, I'm, I don't know if I'm cool with this. I don't know if I'm cool with this age difference. And she's like, there's nothing serious going on. Like, yeah. if I'm okay with it, you should be okay with it, too. I mean, and so I thought that was so fake, too, when he was just like, it's $58. What? I'm like... Bro, calm it down. You know you've had a sip of $58. Don't play like you've never had a sip of $58 wine. You know he has. What I felt with Kelly, that he was doing what Elise does, like I'm saving you, I'm I'm doing this favor to you. I felt like he was doing that with her. Really? And that, that whole thing of that $58 bottle of wine really got to me because I'm like, hmm. I know you Just didn't like he, him. I couldn't stand Kelly. I didn't like him from like day one. He's that guy that tries to be like cool with everybody that he knows. Oh, she's young. She's black. She's hot. Like, I'm going to look so cool with this with this woman on my arm kind of feel. And he tried to like play to her. And that's when he did that whole fit with the bottle of wine. He was trying to like play with her, like play to her. Like, man, I've never had this is so crazy, right? Like who buys these things? And I'm like, that is so sad. That is. Yeah, that's how I took it as as he's doing it to her. Maybe not to the degree of a leaks, mm-hmm. but I felt he was doing that with her, like fetishizing. Like, yeah, her. I just immediately didn't like Kelly. OK, so. Then Amara invites him to mm-hmm. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. because Alix was like, hey, if you want to bring, bring your man. Bring your boyfriend. Yeah, great. <laughs> they show up to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Alix opens the door and recognizes Kelly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, I knew it was going to happen. Know. You know, the book built up to Thanksgiving, it. Thanksgiving, so you got to be there for, like, hours. I could imagine this bitch's sour face. Oh, my God. It was great. So it's all uncomfortable, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't want to get into it way too much in that one. Mm -hmm. But we do find out the history between Alix, who, like I said, Alex Alex. in high school, and Kelly. Yeah. He was the nerdy, but yet getting to be popular guy, you know, because he was hanging out a lot with athletes. Mm -hmm. And she was like, the girl that was so in love with him, mm-hmm. so, but they were dating. They were dating. She was the richest girl in town. Yes. So her history for that, like in high school, I thought it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. So pretty much they didn't have a lot of money, but because of the grandparents or something like that, they were able to sue the funeral home because they made a mistake. And now they have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So they built this huge house. Like a mansion. This mansion, but they didn't have anything in it. You know the difference between new money and old money kind of thing? Like old habits die hard. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's new money, but you don't really know how to Mm -hmm. live the lifestyle. But whatever. It's all for show, pretty much. So let's go back to Alex and her relationship with Kelly in high school. Mm -hmm. She would write letters. She wrote him all these flowery letters, and he was like, it were really annoying, but, you know. (laughs) And at one point, she decides she wants to lose her virginity to him. So Mm -hmm. she wrote him this letter, like, giving him 
instructions to the gate of the house, coming to the mansion, the all this stuff. One of his buddies, one of the popular guys, he's an athlete, he's a black kid. He comes up to Alex and he's like, I can't wait to go, you know, party at your house. And she's just like, how did you know? How do I don't even know. What do you mean? I don't get it. And she's like mad at Kelly that he showed his buddies this letter. So that night came along mm-hmm. and... They did what they did. Fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, these like group of teenage guys come and jump in their pool. Because they're there for a house party. Of course, Alex and Kelly were surprised. Mm-hmm. And she got so upset. Got so upset that this is happening. And she called the police. Yep. And with that, even Kelly was like, you don't need to call the police. You know, honestly, w- once again, just kind of like the whole thing at the very beginning. Like you have to call the police. Really? Yes. This is very simple. Go down to the pool and ask those guys to leave. Mm-hmm. They weren't being rowdy. I mean, they were, they were they're being just teenage not, they're kids. Just not being, they're just not good at confrontation. But her excuse was, well, I have my sister in the house and I have my... Housekeeper. Housekeeper, who's this black lady in the house. And I just want to keep them safe. That's why I called the cops. And the cops came and arrested, at least arrested the main kid, mm-hmm. the uh, the one with the scholarship. And he lost his scholarship. Mm-hmm. That's the the popular kid one that Kelly was kind of friends, friends with. with. She ruined and, his life. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. But then Kelly broke up with her the next day because he was really upset that she did that. He's like, you're racist. You're racist. And you threw him out because they were black. Oh, like yeah. when he tells, when he tells Amira about this whole situation that happened about this, how this went down, he was like, had it been somebody else, she wouldn't have called the cops. Yeah. But she kept saying how like, that's not the reason. She's it's, always the victim. I, She's yeah. always the savior. Mm-hmm. And she has to save everybody around her from somebody of color. Okay. So we are at the Thanksgiving dinner. Elise is like, huddled with her friends like oh my god that's my ex-boyfriend that's the guy i told you guys about Mm -hmm. the one that broke up with me do you remember the phrase that he said kelly says the phrase i think it would be best if we went our separate ways and that those paths never again connected what a phrase from a high school kid i know right to break up with his girlfriend yeah but anyway so he did it in the flowery way that she wrote so it was like uh, yeah i'm gonna write it in your your taste of your own poison yeah pretty much (laughs) mira and kelly leave and he's kind of like i never want to go back there that is my ex-girlfriend who's Mm -hmm. your boss and he was very vocal about mira not working for her again yeah he you need to quit Mm -hmm. you need to you need to work somewhere else mm-hmm. because she's a terrible woman. Yeah, she's, she's a terrible a racist person. She's and, racist. Yeah. Yeah. And on the other side of the coin with Alix, so we find out that she is now obsessed, obsessed even more with Amira and her relationship with Kelly. Mm-hmm. And she start pretty much, she went to visit Kelly like on the way to his job or something like that mm-hmm. or on his way back from lunch. And she's like, we need to talk. And she's just like, um, you need to break up with her. And at this point, when I was reading the book, I was like, what is your deal, lady? Okay, you hate the guy. Fine. Because we don't like the guy either. Mm-hmm. And she said she was treated so badly after she called the cops. People hated her and whatnot. Okay, yes. High school kids can be very cruel. Mm-hmm. But... It's been a long, it's been 10 years, like you said. It's been a long time. If you haven't come to terms with it at this point, Mm -hmm. you need help. You need to take your own advice and go see a therapist about that girl. Okay. And And in her head, she thinks that she's helping Amira. She thinks she's helping her. She thinks she's saving him, saving her from Kelly. And the whole time during this part of the book, I just kept thinking, why... Why are you so bitter still? Like, you have a husband. You have two children. You have this career that you wanted. Just move on. Maybe in her own crazy cuckoo brain, she thought that Kelly was using Amira to, like, get close to her again or some bullshit. Kelly just pretty much tell her to fuck off. Mm -hmm. Leave us alone. I love Amira. Yeah, I thought it was... I rolled my eyes. I was like, whatever. you already? Come on. Well, I mean, I, I liked him a little tiny bit, but then I go back to, nope, I hate this guy. Yep. But then he does it, like, Amira's like, dude, this is my job. This is the job that pays me. You know how hard these jobs are to come by? Right. I can't just quit my job. Like, I don't have a safety net. You know what I mean? I don't have anything to rely back on. You don't understand that 
that I don't have any, I don't have parents. I don't have extra money that have, when I'm done with this, I'm done with this and I can't pay my bills. And he was just like, like he didn't, he couldn't understand that. You can't grasp that concept of somebody not having money. And that's another reason why I didn't like Kelly. Yeah. This is where I finally see Amara's character growing up, like building up really well Mm -hmm. because during this whole time, after the grocery store, her character just kind of stay a little stagnant, kind of in the background because yeah. it became a lot about Alix. It became a lot about Kelly. Uh-huh. You know, even though the main character to me is Amira, that's the person that you're rooting for. That's why the book is called Such a Fun, fun age. age, because you're at that at that age to where like, all right, who the hell am I and what am I going to do now? Something happens that propels you to adulthood. Like right, something, exactly. Yeah. Because of... Kelly not responding to what Alix was asking for, mainly breaking up with Amira, mm-hmm. she went down a spiral. <laughs> like yeah, she, she she went nuts she, and she went. Yeah. So when she was snooping around to get more of Amira's whatever, because she, I guess she has nothing to do. It's in one of her those life. things like you broke up with me, but now you're with her. This person who's beneath me, that's not me, and will yeah. never be me. This is what you're gonna do. That's right. her obsession, which is which is so maddening. Her own like insecurities, I said. It's ridiculousness, so effed up. Yeah, but she noticed that Amira left her email open. Mm-hmm. She didn't sign off in on her laptop, mm-hmm. and that's when we find out that Alix decided to leak the video footage of the Market Depot, the whole... The Market Depot incident. Yeah, and the whole thing with the security guard and mm-hmm. she might have kidnapped Briar, which is something that Mara never wanted to go out in public. She yeah. didn't want to send it to anybody. She didn't want to upload it to any social media. Mm-hmm. But then suddenly, suddenly, everybody knew about it. And she was Viral. out for her birthday. Mm-hmm. And her friends pulled her in the bathroom was like, what the hell is this? What... You know, because she never told her friends. No. So upset that this video is out. And I, I like the part where her reasoning, part of her reasoning is I'm trying to build a career. Like, I'm trying to have a career. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be associated with something like this. I don't want to be the poster child for this. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, she's going through her head. Like, who the hell would have access to this video? Mm-hmm. And the person that would have it is Kelly. Kelly. And she's like, but I saw him deleted it. I don't understand how this happened. Mm -hmm. But it did happen. And she broke up with Kelly. Yeah, they broke up. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really brave of her. I thought that was great. I thought that was great. I was happy she broke up with him. I was like, thank God. (laughs) I know he didn't do it. Right. And he denied it too. He denied it too. But still, I'm glad. I like the part though, that he didn't become such a puppy dog to Mm -hmm. her, like trying to beg her, trying to prove all these things. He's just like, look, I didn't do it. Alix, who now I think feels like she has the upper hand, like, oh, I can help Amira even more. Mm-hmm. She's in this predicament now. Like, so who's we going to hire her? So throughout this book, me, you and I were discussing, like, what's her motive? What's yeah, her, why? What's the, what's the reasoning for her releasing this video? Was it to get back at Kelly? Or was it to further her own career? We kept going back and forth. I think it was like, you know, it was a little bit of both, honestly. I think it's that whole thing of I'm going to be the savior woman for Mira because mm-hmm. this girl who is 25 and still doesn't have a career, which is totally fine because I never knew what career I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, I did something to where now she's no longer with Kelly. I think them breaking up was like a nice bonus in Alix's head mm-hmm. because she didn't want Kelly to ever be happy because once again, she's bitter. But she always finds an excuse for her craziness. Like oh, yeah. when she called the she, cops on yeah. those kids. It was she was trying to save her sister and her housekeeper. When she did this, she was trying to save Amira and trying to like make sure that Market Depot paid for what they did to her. And her telling Kelly about all this is to save her, you know, her trying to get Kelly away from her was to save her from a man who was just using her. Always has to be in control. She always has to have that role in her life. So then Alix decided to tell Amira, who is distraught, mm-hmm. you know, over a little bit of a few weeks or something I like mean, that. I mean, she had to relive that experience again, and now everyone yeah. has seen it. Amira is really distraught about this, but mm-hmm. Alix is like, hey, you know what? I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I've decided, why don't you become full-time, uh, like a full-time nanny, and mm-hmm. then you get more hours and do all this stuff. Pretty much, like, here's a pa- nice package that, I'm doing you a favor kind of package. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we're going to do a segment, a new segment, because her husband, Alix's husband, he's a news anchor. Mm-hmm. Let's do a segment. We should say something about this video that's viral. 
And part of this is because she wants to promote her books. Let her it speak. It just so happened. Yeah. Yeah. She's so, using her, y'all, to right. promote her stuff. She's using her. And we find out, in the meantime, Amira is getting contacted by a lot of people offering jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, even I think there's, there was another, like an affluent black family. It's like, hey, I want you to come and watch my two girls, like mm-hmm. get away from this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you're very valuable. But then her other job, when she was normally babysitting Briar, she was already She was typing. a transcriber. Yeah. yeah. So that job was like, hey, I want to hire you full time. Right. She did tell Alix that I, I'll do the nanny job and In, let's oh, do this interview. And ultimately, she wanted to keep it because deep down, Mira loves Briar. Yeah, you can you, you can, can definitely tell feel that throughout the connection the book. that she has with Briar, like the way Briar looks at her, talks with her, because Briar is still at that age where she's innocent. She doesn't see what everybody else sees or how everybody else sees Mira. She just sees Mira as Mir. She calls yeah. her Mir, and I think that's the cutest thing. She's like Mir, Mir, because <laughs> she's calling her like Mir. Shh. I'm trying to read like just the way she she acts with Amira like she just loves her unconditionally and Amira loves her as well and I think that's really the reason she took that nanny job was because her love for Briar well ultimately. because little by little also Amira is tr- seeing who Elise is really mm-hmm. is and she's trying to save it's Briar. like oh man you're gonna be growing up with this woman you're gonna be just like her <laughs> yeah. so then Amira says I'll take the job mm-hmm. and let's do the new segment so we can address this grocery store issue. This is a great part of the book because this is like the the part where you really see Amira truly turning into this adult woman. This is a part where it it's was, a coming of adulthood. It was spectacular. Right? The way the author did it, Amira, who is with Zara. Mm-hmm. At the house, the Chamberlain house with mm-hmm. Alix. Alix is like getting ready to be part of this this interview too, like why? What? I guess because she's the the boss. She's Briar's she's, mom. Yeah, you know? it's a photo op for her. The new segment is gonna be the news anchor woman who's interviewing them, mm-hmm. Alice, and of course Amira, and they're all kind of getting ready. And that's how Amira found out that it was Alice that leaked the video. video. Mm-hmm. And I was going nuts while reading this because I was thinking. Oh my God, Amira, you should say it in front of the camera. Like, hey girl, why did you leak my video? Or this woman was the one that leaked it. I was hoping for some sort of like. Because when you, cause you're ready, thing. you're like, oh my God, oh my God, when is she going to find out? Does she ever find out? Is she stuck with this woman forever? Right. Is she going to keep thinking Kelly did it? Is Kelly kind of did it? And I'm like, oh my God. And then at the very end, she's going to find out. And I'm like, oh no. All right. So she goes to the bathroom, pulls Zara in with her, and they were supposed to kind of do their makeup before the. The new segment, mm-hmm. and she's telling her like, "Oh my God, it was Alix that did it. Alix did all this, mm-hmm. and it's not for the benefit of me at all." And I love Zara in this. Her friend was just like, "Just tell Zara. me what to do. Just tell me what to do, yeah. girl. Let's go. What do you want to do?" So yeah. Mara then love decides, her. "You know what? I'm gonna take the job. I'm gonna take the job of the typist. I'm gonna call that lady, her old boss, real quick." Can I have this job full time? Can you help me out? Can you just give me a good deal? You know, with benefits, I'll take lower pay. I don't care. But she made a decision right then and there that she was no longer going to work in a Chamberlain house. And I thought this was a great, great moment in the book because this is when she truly became this independent woman. This force of a woman. Right. Yep. And I really thought they were just going to up and leave. But then Amira's like, hey, I'm going to do this segment. Mm-hmm. I, this was a great, great moment. The news started. The segment started. And she pretty much says to Alex, I'm, I'm not going to work for you. True. Like, if this was a movie, I would love to see Elise's face just face melt. just goes like white. Goes white yeah. <laughs> it was such a great ending. And pretty much you could kind of see like a montage at the end of a movie or near toward the end where she's like, peace out. And then mm-hmm. Zara's like cussing like, at everybody. She like w- walks off in like slow motion and right. Zara's just like, fuck all of you guys. Yeah. yeah. So it was a and good And she triumph. said Kelly's line, which is. Oh my gosh. She yes. did. She said Kelly's line, which is. To a leaks. To a leaks. I think it would be best if we went our separate ways. And that those paths never again connected. White face. Ah! Like ghost face (laughs) right there. Like that was, she already had stabbed, but then she twisted that knife in that bitch's back. And I was like, And then dropped, Mike dropped dropped everything. Oh, it was 
great. It was I like cheered. I was I like closed the book and I was like, yes. I was, for, <laughs> it's like, yes, because I just wanted to see that bitch's face just melt. It's like a taste of your own your own poison. Right. You orchestrated this whole little thing. You thought you were the puppet master and you're just getting schooled in front of like the nation for your stupid ass hashtags. And <laughs> so that mainly becomes toward the end of the book. Mm-hmm. We get a little update on Amara, yep. you know, with, with her. She's well into career. her 30s and she has a, she's an administrative, administrative assistant. Right. I just love that. Eventually, ultimately, the book became about her. Yes. You know, at first it was about her being really aggressively treated not so well. But then the book kind of started telling you all about Elite, so you thought it was mostly about Elite. And then becomes about her obsession with Mm -hmm. Kelly and Amara. Mm -hmm. And then slowly Amara realizing, like, this lady is cuckoo. Mm -hmm. And then it it ended so well because it became about Amara, which is great. But she did see, she saw Alix in Briar. Oh, yeah. And Briar was a little grown up now. Aww. And the sad part is, and she just kind of sat back and wondered if Briar was going to grow up to be like her mom. Yeah. That and that sucks. was that was the sad part of that book for me, is that she still loved and cared for this child so much. And she's like, oh, man, she's going to grow up just to be like her mama. She's not going to remember me. And that made me, that made me sad. All like, right. this book was so triumphant, but just her, her realization, her ultimate coming, you know, coming of adult and then sitting back and thinking about Briar and her future. And I'm just like, oh, man. That concluded our discussion Mm -hmm. of such a fun age. And it was a lengthy discussion for sure because we had a lot to say. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm looking at the time. I was like, oh, Jesus, we did talk a lot. That That was a good book. It was. It was great. I had a lot of fun reading it. It made me angry. It made me happy. It made me sad. (laughs) You know, it it gave me all the feels, the whole range (laughs) of feels throughout this book. So it's one of those books that I'm like, I'm not supposed to like this main character, right? Even though the main character should be Amira, but eventually it did become her. Um, so our next read is my pick. It's an okay pick. We are reading The Night Shift by Alex Finley. Well, it's October. Yeah. I, I thought a lot about horror books, but then I've really been wanting to read The Night Shift. So, And it's kind of a, a crazy book, I heard. Mm-hmm. So I hope we all enjoyed that one. <laughs> I'm sure I will. The discussion will be, of course, at the beginning of next month. That's it for today. Yep. Thanks for sitting with us and being angry with us. <laughs> <laughs> or I hope all so. All your buttons are pushed. <laughs> right. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. This was going to be Books, Cats, and Whitney Houston. Oh no. I thought you were gonna sing oh, it. Oh, I can't shame Whitney like that. No, oh, ma'am. No. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>